A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Green originator Nick Thone is confident in the crop coming off the ground in southern Wisconsin. Nick Thone works out of Exonia, and his footprint covers the Jefferson and Waupon regions as well. A good-looking crop is the positive news. Transportation challenges are the bad news. Nick explains how low river levels could hurt prices and movement of soybeans out of Wisconsin, but first he shares the details of this year's crop quality at the elevators. Yeah, overall, I've heard uh, very good things about yield prospects in our region. Um, I would say we're headed towards a crop similar to last year, so good test weight, uh, good moisture. Might be a little on the higher side this year compared to last, uh, but overall, I don't think we'll hear too many complaints. Soybean-wise, I think we're just about the same as last year. We got some good rains in August. And I think we'll have good test weight, good yields, and overall a good quality crop. What do you look for? Can you, can you share some numbers with us? What do you like to see come in to the elevators? In terms of crop quality, uh, for corn, you really want your test weight to be somewhere around that 56-pound mark. Moisture, you know, as close to 15 as you can get. And then soybean-wise... You're looking for around a 60-bushel test weight. That would be the number one grade soybean. And then moisture-wise, you want it right around 13%. In an ideal world, you would have 13% moisture beans with a 60-pound test weight and 15% moisture corn with a 56-pound test weight. In an ideal world, but we're pretty close this year from what it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. I I think the corn's running a little wetter than last year at this point. And then soybeans a little bit too. I think a lot of guys have started supplementing a fungicide program into their crop plan. And what we're seeing early on is just that it's keeping the plant greener and healthier uh, further along. So the early harvest is getting a little more challenging for some guys just because some of the plants in the field are are still a little green yet, but they'll have dry beans in them. I think that should subside with the recent hard frosts we've had. But overall, everything looks pretty good. And you led me right into what I wanted to talk about next, frost and freeze issues, because this year planting got off to a late start. Harvest is is a little bit delayed compared to last year or the five-year average. I mean, is that posing a problem then in the field when we do get those hard frosts and freezes? I would say that on some of the later planted corn, the frost probably won't help it. We might see some lower test weights as a result, but I think the impact to yields will be pretty minimum. For beans, I think the frost will really help to even things out. You know, just with those plants that might have got some fungicide on them and are still a little green yet, I, I think it'll really help. All right, I want to kind of shift gears here, Nick, and talk about transportation. Tell me, uh, where do you guys send grain? Yeah, so I would say a lot of the corn in this area in general ends up going into an ethanol plant to get made into ethanol. And then I would say a lot of the beans uh, typically flow to the river for an export market at the Gulf. 
Low Mississippi River levels grab headline attention. So I, I'm curious, is it impacting transportation at all? Has any barge backups been a problem for your elevator? I mean, right now, the low water levels on the Mississippi are definitely a, a huge constraint for grain getting to the Gulf in general, and it impacts our local markets most of the time through basis. So water levels on the Illinois River right now are generally not much of a concern, but it's the cost of barge freight that's impacting the ability for terminals to make a margin on sending that grain to the Gulf. So typically, the closer to the Gulf you are, the more grain that you can load onto a barge. But right now, a barge loading terminal in Memphis, Tennessee, for example, they might only be able to load half as much onto a barge as they normally would due to the low water. Well, a terminal on the Illinois River might only have to load 10 to 20% less than normal. So it's bringing those quantities closer together at two completely different points along the river system. So on top of that, the channels of water that are deep enough for barges to actually pass through have narrowed. So that just basically means that less barges can actually travel down the river at a time. And in aggregate, we're seeing less grain actually able to make it to the Gulf for export. And more barges are required to get that grain there, which is basically driven barge rate to historic levels. So why does the Wisconsin farmer care about that, or or do they? Does it impact their pocketbook at all? Yeah, definitely through the form of basis. So you have a basis at the Gulf, and then that is passed upstream to different barge loading facilities. So from there, it would get passed to like your local elevator, depending on where their market typically is. And I would say a good portion of the beans in Wisconsin, maybe on this southern third part of the state, end up flowing to a river at some point for export, or they would go into a container market. Otherwise, you're using trucks uh, for corn. How has been uh, getting truckers and transportation staff? How are you looking on that front? So trucking's definitely been a challenge across the industry for the past couple of years, just with the ongoing supply chain constraints and higher fuel prices, which really isn't just unique to the ag economy. So right now, I think the grain and ingredients industries may basically facing more competition than ever from other industries. So that lack of trucking capacity is just pulling drivers away, possibly from, you know, pulling hoppers and maybe they're moving into vans and flatbed trailers. So we're definitely uh, expanding our trucking network. And thankfully here at Insight FS, we have a great team that's uh, able to collaborate across divisions and kind of help out when, you know, we need uh, some slack pulled. Do you guys rely on anything that comes in via barge or rail? Definitely fertilizer, yes. Fertilizer costs are up already, but what are you seeing um, in terms of getting getting enough to you via river? Yeah, so definitely if we're having to send, terminals in general are having to send less product down the river because of these low water levels, they're going to in turn have to send less up the river. So I think it, depending on, you know, again, when the water levels kind of straighten out, it could be an impact 
as far as pricing goes, just because, you know, logistics is a huge component of, of how almost everything is priced. And then just the overall supply, how much can make it up here. But I think it still is a little too early to tell. Nick Thone is a grain originator out of the Exonia region, offering some insight into this year's grain crop quality and logistic challenges elevators are facing. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.